it's Saturday night here in Warwick and we're about to do the last night of the Way to Blue tour here in England on Robin Hitchcock and I'm doing the first song which is Parasite. I was given Parasite by either Kate or Joe. You know, we're all doing our own version, we're doing how we hear it. You start by singing along with the record and then eventually you find your own way. This is Joe Boyd. We're at a soundcheck for Way to Blue. I produced Nick Drake's first two albums and worked with him at the beginning of his career. The bass player from Fairport Convention heard Nick and told me that I better check out this guy. I called Nick up and he brought in this tape and left. Later that day, I listened to it and I just played the songs over and over again. I was kind of stunned. My name is Lisa Hannigan, and I'm from Ireland. This is Way to Blue, a tribute to the music of Nick Drake, whom I'm a big fan of. I've never really done this sort of thing where you've got a big band and loads of singers and, and you're interpreting somebody else's songs, so many different styles and approaches. I'm doing Black Eyed Dog on the harmonium. When I first heard it, I knew that this was the one. And it's funny, the way we're doing it now, it actually sounds slightly like Irish traditional music, which is a really interesting place for a tent up. I'm Danny Thompson, I'm the old bass player. I played on the original recordings with Nick. I was called up to do the album by Joe Boyd. That's how I met Nick. And I enjoyed being around him because I liked his sensitivity. And I think he liked me being around because I was one of the geezers. <laughs> you know, we got on very well. I think Nick and I were an attraction of opposites, you know. We weren't like each other but we liked each other very much. And with all the chat that goes on about Nick, they never mentioned that it was Nick's formative years. We don't know what would be happening now, whether he'd be a great English legendary writer or have a minicab company, we don't know. When I was doing the Incredible String Band tribute, Green Gartside, who recorded under the name of Scritti Politi, rang up and said he'd like to come along and just sing on a chorus or play guitar or just something. You know, I always liked his record. Side. The very first album that I could afford to buy with my own pocket money when I was 14 years old, I think, was an island sampler called Nice Enough to Eat. It cost 15 and 6 from WH Smith's in Newport, and there were lots of bands on it. I guess I was initially impressed with King Crimson and Free and Spooky 2. And tucked away on the B-side was Nick's Time Has Told Me, 
with Richard Thompson playing guitar on. It just blew me away, and it's possibly my favourite guitar playing on any song ever. But it's also one of those great songs for teenage boys, because Nick was the ultimate spokesman for the melancholic young man between adolescence and adulthood. Incredibly articulate about that, musically and lyrically. Time has told me You're rare, fine Crystal Warren. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Nick Drake, he's still such a mystery over 30 years after his death. I was about 18 years old when I first heard the song Pink Moon in a Volkswagen commercial. A friend of mine was given a Christmas gift. I said, yeah, Brian got me this. I don't really like it. It's this guy named Nick Drake. And I pop it on and, and Pink Moon comes out and I realize that that's the guy. So I written and I saw it say I fall in love with him immediately. And the way I got involved with this project was, um, was playing at the Union Chapel, opening up for Dinah Jones. And uh, Joe Boyd was in the audience, came backstage and asked if I would be interested in being involved in the tour and I interpret Pink Moon as Mr. Teddy Thompson. Teddy Thompson. I grew up in London. Growing up I was much more interested in American music but you know as I got older I listened to it more. My mum knew him and my dad played on some of his records. One of the fun things about doing something like this is not knowing everything too too well being a little bit on the edge and you rehearse and then you do the show and it's very quick 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 and it produces moments of improvisation and walking that line slightly into the unknown. crotchets and two straight crotches um, da, 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 da. so you get two dotted crotches I'm Robert Kirby I was Nick's arranger face first to albums did the string woodwind brass arrangements and I'm doing them again this evening 
I was, I was reading music at, at university, I was classical music, in our second term. He knocked on the door, just came in, a mutual friend had introduced him, sat down, picked up my guitar and played Day is Done. And like Nick, I had been brought up on Bert Jansch, John Renborn, David Graham, good guitarists, but I had never heard anybody play the harmonies that he played or the way he actually finger-picked. His harmonies, you have to make up very little new. It's all there. When the day is done When the day is done Okay, right, so can we move on to Oboe then, please? Okay, please. Right. Tell me, you go, uh, you do the harmony, you go, um, tell me, Ellie, what you really know. Tell me, what you have to show. You know, I think, I think slightly right. Let's check it with this. Hold on. I think we should do it with the strings. Maybe we should practice it with this. Might make more sense. I thought I was saying I have the strings from the recording yesterday. What's this saying? Don't you have a word to show what may be done? Have you never had a way? Okay, we gotta run it, people, we gotta run it. Vashti Bunyan is taking the stage for her sound check. She's the only performer here besides Danny Thompson who knew Nick Drake. She was working with me around the same time I was working with Nick in 1970. And I actually tried to get them to write songs together once. But it was kind of a disaster. They were both so shy. He was so shy and I was so shy. But I just have this incredible image in my mind of him hunched over his piano in his black jacket. My name is Vashti Bunyan and I'm singing one of Nick's songs which will His music came from a very English background. There was classical music in his background, that there was parlor music that he must have heard all through his childhood, as I did. But what he made of it was completely his own. The, the way that he tuned his guitar, the way that he put his songs together, the, the melancholy, maybe, in, in his songs was very unusual for the time. And they went unseen and unheard for so long. We strolled the Spanish marketplace at 19 in the shade With all the fruit and vegetables so temptingly arrayed The other song I'm singing is a song written by his mother, Molly Drake, who wrote beautiful songs that were never heard by anybody. She played piano and they recorded them at home. It's called I Remember, You Remember. And I remember having fun Two happy hearts that beat as one And I remember we were we But we were you and 
I'm Gabrielle Drake, Nick Drake's sister. We came from a very musical family and background. There was music in the house the whole time, really. My mum composed songs, my dad composed songs. Our sort of entertainment was really music. And that's the only way that music lives on, is with new generations. Most of these people weren't born when Nick died. And that's what music is about, isn't it? My name's Brian Wells, and I'm a psychiatrist here in England, and I used to be a friend of Nick back in 1967. We met in Cambridge in a pub. I'd just come back from America with all sorts of soul music, Sam and Dave and uh, Aretha. Nick actually turned me on to people like Van Morrison's Astral Weeks and Notorious Bird Brothers, and Nick was playing this extraordinary English folky guitar. He played actually at my first wife's 18th birthday in Cambridge with Robert Kirby and a string quartet. He was dressed and he looked just as he does on the cover of Five Leaves Left. In fact, he was wearing the same jacket and the same shirt and he didn't have much of a rapport with the audience. He just sat on a stool, mumbled to himself and said, this is a song called Cello Song. come here tonight and see and hear this concert with these amazing arrangements and it just shows what extraordinary songs they are and how they stand up to female vocalists or choral work or simply instrumentals. I stayed friends with him after he left Cambridge and made the second album and then he became fairly unwell so I used to go see him at home with his parents. Yeah, it all got really quite difficult because he was becoming very isolated. Everything he tried to do didn't really work out. To be successful in the industry at that time, you had to be pretty thick-skinned. You had to get out there, you had to be pushy. Nick really couldn't do it. It was a great frustration to me that people didn't get Nick's music when he was alive. Nick was just one of the most talented musicians I ever met or worked with, and I want to make sure that Nick's music stays in the catalogs and available. Yes. I think it just needs it moving in turn. Thank you. I'm Neil McCall. I'm backstage at Warwick Arts Centre on the last night of the Waiter Blue World Tour of Glasgow, Brighton, London and Warwick. I, uh, I play guitar in this gig, which is a fantastic experience, having um, spent 30 years listening to Nick Drake. If Nick Drake showed up and was going to be part of the Nick Drake tour, what song would you want to hear him do? I mean, actually, if he was going to turn up on the Nick Drake tribute tour, we'd all be out of a job, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, he can't come. What would Nick Drake be doing? Who knows? I would imagine that were he still alive, you know, he might be not hitting any of the same notes. He might be like Bob Dylan. The songs might be unrecognisable by now. He'd be um, 65-year-old Professor Drake, sort of tall, straggly-haired and distinguished, sitting quietly in his closet and then sort of coming out wide-eyed before the show. And I don't know. I never met him. It's all, it's all imaginary. I never saw the truth hanging 